I'm Ava Hartling. Welcome to The Brand is Female. I created this podcast so that powerful women would share their journey to unlocking their own potential, to empower others, and to inspire change. If you like the show, as always, please subscribe, rate, and review on the podcast app of your choice. This week, you may be surprised to hear that my guest is a dentist, but not just any type, a cool dentist. After an appointment at Dr. Andrea Jolina's clinic, she's in fact convinced me that a visit at the dentist can be enjoyable. Her office is on Dundas West in Toronto, and after years practicing dentistry in other cabinets, including in the US, she decided she wanted to launch her dream office and break from tradition with a practice that has nothing to do with the beige medical offices we're used to. It starts with beautiful decor and amazing customer experience, but it's more than that. Dr. Jolinas even recommended acupuncture as a way of dealing with my teeth grinding problem, something I never expected a dentist to do. We often overlook dental health as part of our self-care routine, and Dr. Jolinas is here to remind us why it matters. Listen to her story and to what made her want to carve her own unconventional path. I oddly have always wanted to be a dentist. Really? Literally since maybe kindergarten or the first grade. That's kind of fantastic. Yeah, it's it's just always been a thing that I've wanted to do, and I always had positive experiences at the dental office. Uh, but it was mostly watching my mom's experience. I think that really solidified it for me. So she's a true dental phobic okay. to the point where she was getting sedation to get her cleanings and dental work done. Oh, wow. Okay. Which is quite stressful to see your parent in that kind of situation. And I felt like I, you know, I was always the one that was going to her appointments with her and it was really nice for me to see the amount of effort that our dentist, Dr. Hyten, took to make sure she was comfortable. Mm -hmm. And that really resonated with me. So, you know, then you're continuing on grade school and that was always in the back of my mind. I had no plan B and finally got to high school and there's an opportunity to do co-op. So I actually approached him and asked if I could go in as part of my high school credit and Mm -hmm. spend some time at the dental office. So he very kindly said that that was okay. I'm sure I was just a giant nuisance because <laughs> peering over his shoulder, I was fascinated by everything. Mm. And then maybe a week or two into my co-op, he had hired a new grad as a dentist to come in and work at his office. So he literally sat me down and said, you know, you don't really know what you're doing and aren't a proper assistant. <laughs> He's new and is quite slow. You two work together. <laughs> so I ended up working with this newer dentist, Dr. Haramik, who I still keep in contact with now. Mm-hmm. And it was amazing. Like he was so eager and excited and he got me really excited. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he's just a fantastic dentist. So it, that really, really solidified my, mm-hmm. I, I was like, that's it. This is what I have to do. And it's kind of rare to know what you want to do, what your passion is in life as early as kindergarten. Yeah. I mean, even now I have a stepson that's 15 and I can't relate. He's not really sure what he wants to do, Mm -hmm. which I think is the norm. And I I just can't relate at all because it's all I've ever wanted to do is be a dentist. Dr. Jelena spent some time practicing in the U.S. after finishing her studies and she eventually came to Toronto to work at another dental clinic. All the while dreaming up what would be her very own space, which she turned from dream to reality. Thought of everything. Mm-hmm. I tried to map everything out. What would the patient experience mm-hmm. look like? And then I called my mom, you know, and really had conversations with her about what is it that's triggering for you mm-hmm. from 
an anxiety standpoint. What right. do you, and it was, I don't like the smell. Okay, great. Just, we'll get some diffusers. And I don't want to sit and, you know, lined up in a bunch of uncomfortable chairs and watch the depressing news. Like, right. I already yes. don't want to be there. So, yeah. okay, great. So no TV. And it really just kind of organically grew from there. And I started looking at, and I came up with design boards. And, like, finally I opened a Pinterest account. And then it, it's like the vortex of... Mm-hmm. It's all I would think about. It's all I think about still. Like, it's, yeah. <laughs> and that's really a change from what we're used to as far as dental clinics or yeah. pain clinics, for that matter. Um, there seems, and it's funny because as a marketer, whenever I work with a brand, we really look at the user experience and the client's journey. And, you know, if they are shopping in a store or online, that's so important. It's funny that somehow clinics got away with that. We would not taking care of that in the majority of the medical profession. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's the one thing I will say, having lived in the US with, you know, private medical care, it's different. Mm -hmm. And they pay attention to those things. And I feel like it's time that we do that here. And probably because they treat patients as clients which yeah. is both a good and a bad thing. Yeah. But the good side is they're trying to give them a pleasant experience because they want them to come back as a consumer, basically. Exactly. And the experience is important. And at the end of the day, people don't like going to the dentist. Mm-hmm. The people that, you know, the, the patients that come in and say, oh, I, love, I just love it. I love getting my teeth cleaned. It's basically because they've spent their entire life mm-hmm. having had no dental issues. <laughs> yes. Right. That's not the norm. Yeah. You know, you have someone that comes in that was in a terrible bike accident mm-hmm. and had to get their front teeth extracted. That's traumatizing. Right. And that will forever be traumatizing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you're not really paying attention and listening and waiting and being patient, like I, my new patient exam is an hour long intentionally right because it takes a little bit of time for someone to warm up to you and sometimes it's not until the end of the appointment Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, where I finally say like okay is there any anything else that you want to talk about or any other questions that you Mm -hmm. have and then finally they get into like well yeah then they open up yeah it's it's a lot and it's overwhelming Mm -hmm. and it's people don't like coming in so I really tried to think about how can I make it enjoyable and also how can I make it educational Mm mm-hmm there's so many patients that don't know why they need treatment. Yeah. And I want patients to leave knowing exactly why they need their treatment. Yeah. I feel like, especially at this point in time, knowledge is power. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I really am trying to shift my practice now into providing comprehensive care. Even if you don't follow through with all of the treatment, at least you can make the decision and you can make an informed decision yeah. about you, your health. You know the facts. Exactly. And then you decide what you want to do. And meet with the specialists and mm-hmm. gather all the information and sometimes meet with multiple specialists. Yeah. I tell patients when we go over treatment plans, if they feel like it's a little bit overwhelming, I say like, I will email you your x-rays. Go to another office, mm-hmm. talk to another dentist about what we spoke about and then make See a decision from there. Like, yeah. You have to you have to ultimately feel comfortable with the person that is treating you. Yeah. And I feel like we have stepped away from that a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. And I think that it's so important. Like, you know, if you're looking for a therapist, you treat that 
first appointment, are you on the same page? Do mm-hmm. you feel comfortable with them? It's, mm-hmm. It should be the same with all your practitioners. If yeah. you, you know, go in and are meeting a medical doctor for the first time and you don't really feel comfortable with them, well, then make an appointment at another office. Yeah. Like, you're supposed to be building a relationship with this person, or you should anyways, mm-hmm. I think, <laughs> in my opinion, for many years to come. Mm-hmm. So it's important that you feel comfortable with them. Um, and let's talk about some of the things that are different in your clinic, even from just an experience standpoint. So you've already mentioned your mom, you know, saying, yeah. I don't want to look, I don't want to sit <laughs> in a beige room looking at depressing TV. Yeah. Um, just, you know, your the, the, the front desk and the kind of the, the waiting area are super, there's a lot of natural light coming in, big windows, uh, fun furniture, like mid-century modern, like it yeah. looks more like almost like a, a furniture shop than... Um, than a dental office. That's what I wanted, like a nice living room. Space for kids as well, like yeah. with, you know, a playpen for, for children who come in. Um, and the entire decor is really kind of stylish for, again, a clinical Thank you. setting. Um, love the wallpaper in the washroom, Thank by you. the way. Oh, the that was, <laughs> I have a bit of a wallpaper addiction. I love wallpaper. Mm-hmm. And I really wanted... It, I, I searched and searched and searched and, you know, the monkeys, monkeys have a special place in my heart. My mom loves Jane Goodall and Diane Fossey. Oh, so okay, okay. for her 50th birthday, we did a big family trip to Rwanda and Uganda. That's amazing. And we went gorilla trekking okay. and that is, was like just life changing. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're such incredible animals. Um, and the safari was phenomenal. Like I just, I would love to go back. I can't wait to take Nico Mm -hmm. and to do a family trip with him like that. Um, and then also in 2012, my mom and I went on a volunteer trip Mm -hmm. and we went to Cameroon for the month with an organization called Ape Action Africa. And it's a chimpanzee and gorilla rehabilitation center. Oh, I love that. It was like just the most incredible Uh, thing and to be able to do it with my mom mm -hmm. was amazing Mm -hmm. and before we went the head vet found out that I was a dentist you have to go through this whole Skype interview process and submit an application and it's quite lengthy and we went for the entire month so he contacted me and said you know I heard you're a dentist do you mind bringing some equipment Mm -hmm. because some of the chimps and possibly gorillas might need some dental work. That's kind of hilarious. (laughs) So we started doing some research, and we're the same. We have the same number of teeth. Our anatomy is the same. I mean, it kind of makes sense. I never stopped and asked myself that question, but it kind of makes sense. Unbelievable. Like, literally the nerves in the same locations, like, I gave the same amount of local anesthetic that I I did or would have on a human on this baby chimp. So, and, you know, he ended up mentioning... There's quite a few people that work here that don't and have not had any dental care. So do you mind? So I, you know, packed a few things. And the first day that I got there, it was like, okay, get settled in the next morning. There's some people that are going to line up. Maybe we can, you know, get a pen and paper and you can get an idea of how you want to structure the next month. Right. I got up with my mom and walked to this little hut and there were literally people as far as I could see. Wow. I felt so overwhelmed mm-hmm. I thought I have literally a carry-on suitcase like this is not enough I need like, a, like a hockey bag yeah. so 
there were two other um, dentists, or I'm sorry, not dentists. There were two other volunteers that were coming from the zoo. Okay. The Toronto Zoo. They had worked at the Toronto Zoo, and they lived on the east side. And I ended up getting one minuscule little bar of cell phone reception. And I called a colleague and said, you need to just meet these two women and give them, like, whatever you can give them. Mm -hmm. I need all of it. So he packed a hockey bag, I'm not even kidding, full of sterile gauze and gloves and forceps and elevators and anesthetic and everything that he could get his hands on. And people were donating things. And it was amazing what showed up. So we spent every morning doing surgery. So mind you, my mom was my dental assistant. <laughs> Your mom, mom who always terrified the dental office. And there is that no is funny. worse conditions that I could have thought to ever put her in than that. Yeah. I felt so bad for her because she <laughs> was like terrified. Yeah. And it's, there's, when you're doing surgery, any kind of surgery, there's blood. Yes, and sometimes yes, yes. there's a lot of blood. Yeah. But when you're in a situation clinically where you also don't have a suction, right, and you're outside, and there's flies buzzing around, yeah, and it's a yeah, hundred yeah. degrees, and it's not a it is just not nice. Yeah. But in saying that, I mean, I left being able to do over a hundred extractions. Wow! And I treated uh, three baby chimps and an eight-year-old chimp. That's fantastic. Yeah, it was it was unbelievable. So that's where as soon as I saw that wallpaper, I was like, yeah. oh yeah, I have to have it. Yeah, so there's a connection so there's, with Yes. <laughs> I get it. There's also a giant monkey with big teeth, I guess, where you show children how to brush their teeth and stuff in, in yeah, the office. Yeah, that was amazing. <laughs> well, and I did that as well. We had a little um, session set up where we had the kids. I thought you were referencing, uh, there's some photos that I have on Facebook from the trip. Oh, and there no, were a group of kids that uh, that came and we went through oral hygiene instructions. But, you know, what was really interesting is even in that setting, I remember going in the morning and pumping from this little well water. There were groups of kids standing around with their toothbrushes, uh, brushing their teeth. Oh, that's... Mm-hmm. It's in part of school. Yeah, they do, that's they, amazing that yeah, yeah. they at least get access to that. That's yeah. So. so is that something that you've been doing more of, kind of... I haven't the different organizations. I haven't yet. I, there's something that I really want to do with an incredible foundation in Toronto called the EGAL Foundation, and they're an LGBTQ uh, 2SI organization, and they're in the process of building a transition house. And so I had approached them about a year ago to say, I think it's really important, especially when you're going into having surgery and major surgery that just your health in general is optimal yes and so oral health being very important and having a lot of neglect because there aren't a lot of offices that are inclusive Mm -hmm. that um community is just really underserviced and so at that time we were going back and forth and kind of trying to figure out what that would look like Mm -hmm. so that we could provide uh, dental treatment for those folks mm-hmm. and we did sensitivity training at the office and I have a handful of other dentists that want to help provide those services mm-hmm. and then I ended up going on mat leave and I've been slowly trying to balance my life so to speak and now I'm kind of in the process of reaching back out 
for the organization to say, let's get this going. Because I think it's important. And I really feel like, you know, it's interesting. We have to, every three years, take a certain number of community, um, sorry, a certain amount of continuing education courses and points to make sure that you're staying current. And I feel like what they should really build into renewing your license is volunteer trips don't have to look like spending a month in Africa or I mean it's amazing if they do but there's so much need in our city yeah yeah that it really would be nice to say okay you know every dentist has to spend over the course of three years one eight hour day or Mm -hmm. five eight hour days volunteering I wonder how much more helpful we could Mm be yeah to those communities right it's so important so anyways that's and I'm curious to talk also about so I think we often like it's almost like dental care is the poor cousin when it comes to the (laughs) medical profession a little bit because when we when we think of self-care we know you know we try to do our medical tests kind of every year and um, I think as women we you know, obviously we, there, there's, um, when we just think of taking care of ourselves and kind of, you know, minimizing stress and, um, yeah. different health issues are usually what we have in mind. I don't think we really draw a link with our dental health That's at any true. point. And I know a lot of women, it's funny because I was mentioning, people saw my post when I, I went to see you at the clinic, they were like, oh. I should go through, I haven't been, you know, for cleaning in 18 months. And these are very healthy women, professional yeah. women who, you know, there's no, there's no issue, there's no financial issue there, there's no issue of, you know, having access to a dental office, it's really just neglecting it and yeah. not, have, not making the time to book the appointment and, and go. Um, and it was very interesting because in my visit at your office, I discovered that I clench my teeth and grind my teeth yeah. and you it's saw so that with the damage on my teeth. And I, my dentist had never shared that. Like, we discussed the damage to my gums and teeth, but I never knew it was because of clenching. And when you asked that, I kind of made a connection. And I feel like a lot of women are in that situation, yeah. meaning stress and the stressful lives that we live can also affect our Oh, 100%. Health. And it isn't, and that's where it really takes time. Mm-hmm. It takes time, meaning time in, in, as myself, as the dentist, time in my day of making sure that I am... Mm-hmm talking actually talking to my patients Mm -hmm. so it's you know that I start to see the wear patterns and then we start to talk about the clenching and then that turns into do you also get headaches and all of those things are related Mm. and we often think that the mouth is completely separate from everything else yes and it isn't until I start the conversation it's oh yeah I forgot I got into this car accident and I hit my jaw all of it's related and and it really takes a lot of I think education Mm -hmm. and just sometimes pointing things out like that. It's like, Oh, and then all of a sudden you make this connection Mm -hmm. and then it becomes a little bit more relevant. Mm. And then you want to make sure that you're investigating on your end too. Like, okay, well, what else can I do? And you connect it to other health issues and patterns in your life. And I feel like every medical doctor and, and, you know, regular doctor should also be, taking that into account it's not always the case but it's really looking at you know health Overall and the human as a holistic yeah in a holistic way it's interesting i mean if you are on let's say the transplant list 
and all of a sudden someone calls you and says there is a kidney until you get a dental clearance they won't see you at the hospital hmm. because they know that if you have chronic infections going on not just it, it people think that must mean that you're in excruciating pain right and there's this big association with pain and treatment mm-hmm you can have things happening and not be in pain. Right. Like, for example, I feel like the, the thing that I say all the time is you could have cancer for years and not know, yeah. and when you finally get to the point where you're feeling really lethargic and in pain, it's a big problem. Right. So maintenance is really important. You know, we have cars and we go and are on time with getting our oil changed but we won't go schedule our dental yeah, 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 yeah. It's part of maintenance. Yeah. If you yeah. want the entire machine to run yeah. properly, you need to spend the time maintaining it. Mm-hmm. And especially now, I mean, there's this movement about what are we eating and are we exercising? And it's a beautiful thing, but yeah. we still are forgetting yeah. about our oral health. Yeah. And it's surprising to me. I mean, it is and it isn't. I feel like as dentists, we've done a kind of a bad job communicating mm. why yeah and it's why well why do I need to get cleanings well mm-hmm. you know the plaque turns into tartar and you have this buildup and you need to get it removed by a hygienist with instruments or it's not going to come off right even with the toothbrushing it's only by soft toothbrushes mm-hmm. the you know medium and firm toothbrushes will cause recession right. well no one's ever told me that yeah yeah that's a just well, very it's funny that in you know in 2019, there's still very little education about oral health. Yeah. And I, again, I feel like I just, I like to spend time with patients. And mm-hmm. I tell people, you know, it, the first visit that you come in, it, I'm probably going to bombard you with questions. Mm-hmm. But then I want you to tell me about your previous experiences yeah. and really tell me. And then, and then people open up. So the other thing I found really interesting is in discussing my jaw clenching and teeth grinding, you recommended acupuncture and massage therapy. Yeah. Which for any medical practitioner, <laughs> I, I'm always surprised. And I, I actually do acupuncture. I'm a big believer in acupuncture. Um, but my my regular family doctor, when I bring it up, she doesn't want to hear it. She knows I do it, but she she doesn't believe it, you know, actually has any impact. Um, I mean, how it's is it that you're open to alternative therapies? Because I've gone for acupuncture myself and it's worked for me. Mm-hmm. So I think if you're, if you're clenching and you're, you're holding all of this tension, there are muscles. Yeah. So if you had something happen to your back or your shoulder or your neck or mm-hmm. whatever, you would go and see a massage therapist. Right. So go same and logic. see a massage therapist. <laughs> it's the same thing. And I find, you know, when I get into that conversation about massage therapy and acupuncture and physiotherapy, I would say 60% of the patients say that they already go in mm. and get regular massages yeah. or go and, you know, have someone where they get acupuncture treatment. Okay, perfect. So you're already doing that. I'm mm. not, you're not leaving with yet another thing to add to your list of things to do. Right. Sometimes it's challenging enough, which is why it happens where all of a sudden you blink and, you know, there isn't a barrier to care or treatment or financially or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's still been 18 months nah. since you've gone in and had a cleaning mm-hmm. because life's busy. Mm-hmm. So, you know, me giving you a laundry list of other things to do isn't really going to be helpful. Mm-hmm. So it's let's work within what you're already doing. Mm-hmm. And even, you know, meditating. Okay, so if you find most people that are clenching are clenching during the day, mm-hmm. 
when they're in a stressful situation, once you point it out to someone, they catch themselves doing yeah. it. Yes. So then just Which is what even just to take a couple <laughs> deep breaths. Yeah. And then you start to release the tension. Yeah. So it's it's about figuring out how to get to the root of the problem. Mm-hmm. And pun intended. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, I don't know. I feel like there's just different ways of, of going about doing things. And mm-hmm. it's time that we start to look at things in a more comprehensive way. Yeah, totally. And I feel like that a lot of times is lacking. And, you know, I have patients that come in and, and every patient that I'm seeing is a new patient. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking at everything now for the first time and, and I see, you know, recession and feelings breaking down and maybe you need some crowns and maybe, and then I almost feel bad going over that because it feels overwhelming, mm. but... I tell the patients, I'm going to go over this with you. I don't want you to feel overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. I really want you to know that I'm looking at this in a comprehensive way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times when you go in and it's, oh, just, I just want to do this thing or I just want to do that thing, you end up having a mouthful of reactive dentistry. Right. And no one's ever looking at the overall big picture. Right, right, right. And you can have the most beautiful veneers. Mm -hmm. If you have no posterior teeth to chew with, they're going to fall off in a few years. Like, There's so many things mm-hmm. to consider, and I, yeah, I think it's important. Comprehensive care is really important. So how can we make that change so that more medical professionals, whether in dentistry or you know, uh, family doctors, adopt a similar approach? And can we do something as patients to? I think asking. I. It took a lot of time for me to find my family doctor. And I think you, unfortunately, sometimes have to be a bit proactive yourself. Mm-hmm. And so doing the research and and yourself as as a patient and going in and, you know, I used to feel Asking intimidated mm-hmm. when patients would take out a piece of paper and I thought, <laughs> oh my God, here we go. But now That's I'm smart. like, yes, I yeah. want to know. T- yeah. Come to me with all of your questions yeah. and if there's stuff that I don't have the answer to, I'll write it down, I'll make a note, and I'll get mm-hmm. back to you. Mm-hmm. Because you should know, and we should talk about it together and be making decisions, mm-hmm. and I want you to feel comfortable with your care. Mm-hmm. So I think it works the same across across the board. Mm-hmm. Every practitioner that you have, you should be going in with, okay, what about this, and what if this happens? And mm-hmm. I mean, I think about my most recent experience with my midwife, and that was like the most incredible talk about like the ultimate appointment you're there Mm -hmm. for an hour I mean she went through everything with me and my husband which was so nice Mm -hmm. I thought what a beautiful way I have all these questions sometimes I leave and you know she encouraged like write everything down Mm -hmm. when you come in next time I never felt rushed Mm -hmm. it's nice it's a nice way so I thought yeah this is this is how I want to make people feel too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I feel like if if you want that experience, ask for it. Right. And if you're not getting it, then go elsewhere. Yeah, absolutely. So going back to dental care, what are things that every woman should be doing to improve oral health and also to prevent uh, any types of more serious issues? I think going in, having a comprehensive exam, making sure you're taking x-rays, mm-hmm. even if it seems, you know, I have a lot of 
patients that come in that don't have insurance. Mm -hmm. And so I automatically, if you want to be a patient at the office, this is what the new patient exam looks like. It's an hour and it's a set of images and the price is the price. Mm -hmm. So that it takes that out of the... That surprise. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's, I want to take care of the the entire thing, Mm -hmm. not just the one problem that you might be having. Right. So, and then I think from there, maintenance is important. Going in and having a cleaning, either if you need it, some patients need cleanings every three months, hmm. some need them every four months, and some need them every six months. Oh, really? okay. So a lot of times I think, you know, we think, well, it's based on what the insurance company covers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so much that goes into all of those decisions. It's, are you on medications and do they dry your mouth out? Oh, do yeah. you have recession? The saliva that you do have, is it stringy? Do you have a lot of plaque buildup? Mm-hmm. Where is your buildup? Mm-hmm. We, you know, we do the measurements around the gums. What do your measurements look mm-hmm. like? Do you have bleeding? Like, there's so much that goes into those decisions. And again, from the patient, if nobody explains that to you, mm-hmm. then how would you know? Yeah. You wouldn't know. Yeah. So it's our job to make sure that we explain it to you. But yeah, going in for maintenance it becomes really important. Because that's when we see things right as they're starting to change. Mm -hmm. And that's when we can really be proactive. You can catch it before it gets bad. Exactly. And if you see, you know, a filling that's starting to break down, you're patching the filling or redoing the filling before half the tooth breaks off. Mm -hmm. When you're waiting to be reactive, treatment becomes more extensive. Mm -hmm. It becomes more expensive. Mm -hmm. And sometimes there's things that happen there are irreversible. Right. And then you're losing teeth and stuff like that. Like it's just is not a position that you ever want to put yeah. yourself in. And then I think for women, like, whitening is a nice thing. Mm-hmm. It makes you feel good mm-hmm. when you're... And it's a safe way of doing it. Absolutely. I mm-hmm. think I hate whitening toothpaste. <laughs> I will say that and I tell everyone that they whiten because they're abrasive right so if you have areas where your gums are a little bit thin and yeah. you take a firm bristled toothbrush and you're just scrubbing and scrubbing and scrubbing bad news yeah. you're gonna receive the gums yeah. so I think in office whitening I like it because it allows us to be in control of where we're putting the whitening agent okay we can isolate and make sure that we're not putting it mm-hmm. on any areas, areas where there's recession mm-hmm. Um, and we can also control the intensity of the light Mm -hmm. is, um, high, medium and low settings. So if you're on, it's four sessions, if you do the first two sessions and at the end of the second one, it's starting to, well, we can turn it down and we're in control of that. Whereas Mm -hmm. if you're doing some kind of over the counter product, the whitening agent is going all over the teeth, sometimes on the root surface, sometimes on the gums. Yeah, like it's just, just not. Yeah, it just it makes it a little bit more uncomfortable. And then in terms of things that we can do at home or diet, I mean, I've often I've often heard lemon juice is you know can damage. Like is yeah. that are there anything anything that we should be mindful of? I mean, I think. I think because there's been such a shift in how we're looking at food lately, which mm-hmm. is incredible, mm-hmm. we forget that sugar is sugar. Yeah. And so if you went all of a sudden, let's say, on a smoothie kick. Yes. And you're Orange putting cleanse. something and you're putting a banana yeah. in your smoothie yeah, yeah, yeah. and you're sipping it all morning 
your teeth as sugar you're bathing your teeth, your yeah. teeth in sugar. Yeah. They're beautiful natural sugars, <laughs> but your teeth are really unsophisticated and don't know the difference right. between Skittles and bananas. That is so interesting. <laughs> so we have to be mindful of that. Yeah, and yeah. so, you know, I I often will have patients that come in that are uh, nutritionists and they have, their diet is just impeccable mm-hmm. and we take x-rays and they have quite a few cavities and they're horrified and yeah. I'm like, I don't know, but your teeth don't know the difference. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I think being mindful of that, um, f- brushing and flossing. Yes. And I say that, but it's and surprising soft and it, bristle. soft bristles mm-hmm. and the flossing is important. If yeah. you're, if you have really tight contacts between your teeth and you're only brushing, the only time that anyone's ever flossing your teeth is when you go in to see the dentist. Yeah. And if you're waiting, so if you think about months, it like that. Yeah, exactly. So if those areas aren't getting cleaned. Right. So the flossing is really important. If you have areas that are difficult to access, I mean, there's things like a water pick that are incredible. Mm-hmm. It's like a power washer for your teeth. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think just remembering that your, your most incredible, I think, accessory that you have is your smile. Mm-hmm. That's true. And when you feel good about your smile and you feel confident, it's incredible. You know, I have patients that over the years I've seen and, and even ones that we're currently seeing right now doing these smile makeovers. And it's quite extensive mm. treatment. And you look at the before. We take pre-op and post-op photos. And you look at the before and I tell them on purpose, I want your biggest smile. Mm-hmm. And then you take a photo after. <laughs> it is like... So well, the, the most incredible yeah. difference when you really, really feel good about your smile, yeah. how big you can smile yeah. and how that really changes your face yeah, and your confidence and how you're presenting yourself in the world, right? It just reminds me of a really funny conversation with a girlfriend of mine who had met this guy who, um, you know, had everything she wanted in a man, was interesting, smart, mm. successful, you know, really nice to her kind, etc., but had really bad teeth and she couldn't telling you she could not continue dating him. Can't she, get over she it. was just I can't get over it. It's too, I yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I was like, well maybe you need to tell him and he can fix it. Because if he's checking every he box all these other things, and that's the only problem, book him, you know, book him an, an appointment. appointment. <laughs> I feel like the majority of the the male patients that I see that we end up doing the smile makeover. It's the, it's the, a the nudge from yeah. coming from somewhere, a partner, right? That's like, <laughs> you really think you should go, but it is, I mean, it's, and it's not only just physically how your teeth look, but yeah. your breath and yeah, it's a yeah. huge deal. Yeah. And so I think, you know, going back to the other things that we can do, tongue scraping mm-hmm. makes such a big difference. Yeah. Especially the, you know if you're drinking a lot of coffee and you're maybe drinking say, a lot of water yeah. and all or a lot of wine things, or a lot of wine <laughs> like anything that's dehydrating mm-hmm. and so I think that's something that you can do that really makes a big yeah. difference and I think for any of those things like look try it for thirty days if you don't notice a difference which you will but mm-hmm. for argument's sake if you don't notice a difference and stop doing it yeah but do it at least for thirty days yeah. same thing like you know working out you want to get into something do it for thirty days yes yeah. give it a try give it a try. Yeah. And if you feel like it's not working for mm-hmm. you, that's fine. So speaking of working out, you lead a busy lifestyle. <laughs> now, as an entrepreneur, in addition to being a dentist, a mom, uh, just life in general. So how do you keep balance? How do you stay grounded in I your do, I day-to-day don't. life? I have no answer for that. <laughs> I, I really, honestly, I think within the last 
month. So a month before the office opened, this is after going through the, the building that the office is in, I purchased with someone and did a gut reno mm-hmm. and the other investor didn't want any part in any. So I was project managing the whole thing okay. and working okay. full time. Well, congratulations. And, and it turned out beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. Maybe that it's, can be a side gig eventually, you know, <laughs> one day I feel like when I retire, I, would, I love interior design. I, mm-hmm. I just, that's it, my it other sh- passion. It, it's reflected in, in your office. <laughs> well, thank you. But it's very, it was very time consuming. And I ended up finding out after all of that, a month before the office opened that I was pregnant. Wow. And I thought, you've got to be kidding me. Like, this is impossible. And I told, I will never forget, my husband was driving me to my hair appointment. And I said, I, I like, I don't, I don't know what to say. I just took a pregnancy test. Mm-hmm. I'm pregnant. And he's like, that's not funny. I'm like, no, I know it's not funny, but I'm pregnant. It, it's what happened. So I went home and I took two more tests. And then I went to the clinic and I was like, listen, I need, and I need, and now my medical brain, I'm like, I need a blood test. Mm -hmm. Like I need to see Mm -hmm. numbers. She's like, well, let let me tell you, you're pregnant. If you took (laughs) three pregnancy tests, odds are you're pregnant. Anyways. So I don't have any balance right now and it's, it's starting to become a bit of a problem. And so problem in the sense that I just, it's exhausting and Mm -hmm. I'm trying to figure out what does balance look like. Mm -hmm. And I have to give myself a little bit of grace and I have to be patient Mm -hmm. and I'm not a patient person, Mm -hmm. which is, I think, part of what got me to the point that I'm at today. However, I think in this specific instant, it's, it's a detriment. Mm -hmm. So I think I just need to be a little bit more kind to myself. And if I need a day, I need a day and that's okay. Mm -hmm. And I feel guilty, you know, when I'm, at the office, I try to be really like, okay, I have to get home and I have to spend time with Nico mm-hmm. and I have to spend time with and my, and my partner work shift work on top of it. So it makes it really challenging when the three of us are together. I really want the three of us to be together mm-hmm. and I often feel a bit distracted. And so I'm trying to figure out what that looks like. And I, I'm now, I sat down with my Michelle that's basically manages the front for me. And I said, mm-hmm. okay, I have to leave at this time. Non-negotiable. Mm-hmm. Unless someone comes in and is in pain. Wait, an emergency. Yes. If someone came in and, you know, they're not in pain and it can wait till tomorrow, then let's, Mm. I can deal with it tomorrow. But it's really important that I am at home and that we have dinner together. That's the one thing I think growing up, we always had dinner together Mm. and we sat down at the table and we, you know, had a conversation about our day Mm -hmm. and that's really important to me. So the days that, you know, my husband is home and we can sit down we sit down together. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, currently it looks like just food flying all over the place, <laughs> but we sit down together and we clean up together, but it's important to spend time together as mm-hmm. a family. And, you know, I'm, it means forecasting and looking at, you know, in the next two weeks, even if I can go to one yoga class. Mm-hmm. Okay. And before I was, you know, someone that was going four to five days a week. Okay. So to make that shift of just going once, it yeah. feels, I feel like I'm not doing enough. Yeah. But at least, but I, yeah. At least going once. Yeah. If I can find one day, yeah. then that's it's a start. fine. And that's yeah. okay. And it's not going to always be like it is in this moment. I mm-hmm. mean, having a 15 month old in a business that's not even two years old mm-hmm. and it's a lot mm-hmm. and that's okay. Yeah. And I need to give myself a little bit, I need to cut myself some slack. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, what do you wish women would do more of? Really, truly support each other. Mm-hmm. Like, really support each other. Mm-hmm. Not just take a photo and post it on Instagram and, like, <laughs> you know, comment. No, like, you you know, I'm I'm in Ronson's Vale, so there's a ton of female-owned mm-hmm. businesses mm-hmm. on that strip. Yeah. So if I'm thinking about a gift for my brother and I want to buy something for his dog, mm-hmm. I go to Wholesome Canine because they that's owned by two women. If we're doing a lunch and learn at the office, I order food from the goods because mm-hmm. that's a friend of mine and it's female-owned and she really is passionate and cares about it. If I need books, it would be probably cheaper for me to order them on Amazon, but Mm -hmm. I go to another story. Mm -hmm. And I just, I try to to be aware of where I'm shopping and what I'm doing and how I'm spending my time. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's how you can make a difference. Small businesses, really every, everything counts. And so I, I, try to make myself aware of that mm. and tell other people too like yeah exactly it's about being supportive in the neighborhood too I yeah. mean there's a lot of female-owned businesses yeah. in that area so telling people that come in that are talking about yes. their dogs like by the way have you gone down to this store amazing they're store. amazing yeah. like it's being supportive in that way yeah and I think with so I love social media I think it's incredible but I think it's also created this um what the word is it makes things almost a little bit inauthentic I would agree with that and it's not about being supportive in a public way is one thing yeah exactly but it's truly supporting making a complete gesture sometimes an Instagram post can help if you're you know spreading the news about a woman owned business that you love or woman design or whatever it is 100% there's more like just commenting and you know there's yeah. a, there's a lot of little hearts and little you know smiles yeah. and it's like there's more to bring, it than that bring me real business yeah. too it's like support me concretely exactly yeah. and when no one else is looking and when no one yeah, else is that's around right, not just right? when you're not going to get recognition for yes. it yourself yeah that's the thing that I think that we can do a better job of and mm-hmm. you know it's interesting I wanted to open the office a year and a half before I actually did okay. And I didn't because I uh, met with someone at the bank. She actually came to my house and sat down in my kitchen. So she basically just said it's it's more or less going to be impossible if you want to start a business from scratch, especially a dental office, and have a family. And I really, that that set me back a good year and a half. And it, it was quite devastating to have, especially, and I think about now, you know, what does mentorship look like for me as a woman and as mm-hmm. a business owner? What does um, being a mom look like for me? Like all of those, I think about all of those things now in such a critical way. Mm-hmm. I would never say that to someone. It's so horrible that she said that. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm, I finally ended up, I got to the point where, you know, a year and a half later... I was really unhappy in the job that I was working in, the office that I was working at, and I sat down with my dad and finally told him the story, and he encouraged me. First of all, he was like, that's terrible. I can't mm. believe she said yeah. that to you. She must have been having a really bad day. Yes. It doesn't matter. Um, oh, but so there's a ton of women who, you know, got pregnant at the same time were opening a business or had a big... Bro- like, yeah. it's funny how life 
often makes that happen. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and everybody like, ends fun. up managing. It's, exactly. And you figure it out and some days are amazing and some yeah. days are terrible and whatever. You just kind of go with the flow. But I feel like that's part, that's part of being an entrepreneur mm-hmm. too. It's like, finally, when I just think I have a handle on everything, the next day it's like chaos. Yeah, exactly. And that's life. And that's the beautiful thing about it mm-hmm. is also that you're in control of those things. Mm-hmm. And if you don't like what's happening, well, then change it yeah. because you're, you can change it. Anyway, so I, ended, I called the bank and I, I told them this is what happened and they were like beside themselves and I finally met the right person oh, good. and, you know, things ended up going from there. But yeah, I, I, yeah, what a story. I'm sorry you went through that. And again, women should just be championing other women, especially an entrepreneur with a project. There's no no excuse. It's one thing to say it's going to be challenging. Well, and that's obvious, really. I know. (laughs) It's another thing to say it's not possible because I I was hanging on to her every word and I thought like... She was a trusted expert in the field that you were consulting her for. Well, and she at that point was in charge of giving out the business loans. And so in my mind, I thought with her list of dental clients if she doesn't think I can do it well then yeah. I there's yeah. it doesn't matter what I think in my head yeah. about what's possible then yeah. it must mean that I can't do it mm. and even I think about goals you know because sitting down with my dad who is now a volunteer CFO <laughs> he was oh, an employed great. CFO for many years but <laughs> now that he's volunteering his skills you know he often talks about projections and mm. we sat down and came up with this whole business plan which was such a foreign concept to me before projecting you know how many patients do you think you're going to have at mm-hmm. six months what do you th- I had no idea yeah, yeah, yeah and I didn't want to put that pressure so I was like okay maybe 20 mm-hmm. he's like that's not realistic either I'm like I don't, I don't want to do that like I just want to feel good about what I'm doing yeah. I want it to happen organically mm-hmm. and that's it and so it's very rare that I do sit down and look at numbers mm-hmm. and when I do I almost feel so overwhelmed with gratitude that there that we do have as many patients as we have Mm -hmm. and I think it speaks volumes when I ask people when they come in how did you hear about us and so many times it's all I heard so and so came in and Mm -hmm. said and I saw someone posted about this and it's just happening in such a nice way Mm -hmm. I I feel I'm really proud of that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. congratulations thank you (laughs) um is there a book that marked your life or inspired you or something that you find yourself and be going back to and rereading every couple of years? You know, there isn't. And I was laughing about that today when I was thinking about the questions. And I think because I spent my head buried in a book for <laughs> a lot of medical books. <laughs> yeah. For many years, I mm-hmm. cannot make it through a book. Mm. I can't. I've started, I have the most incredible book collection. Mm-hmm. I have half read all of them. I it's I like to travel with multiple books. I bring them all over, mm-hmm. vacation, cottage, whatever. I don't really open any of them or maybe I'll do, you know, a couple chapters mm-hmm. and that's it. But I literally hang on to everything that Oprah says on any of her podcasts. Uh, that's good advice. Yeah. I feel like that's that's really a, a go-to for me, but and are you a maybe a TV series fan? And I ask because Lying down in your chair in the <laughs> dental office, there is a screen with Netflix on the ceiling, which is awesome. I, I personal it, choice. You know, <laughs> it, I, I worked at an office before 
uh, the one right before I opened mine, and they had the TV on the back wall. Mm. And so the entire appointment, the patients would be trying to look at the TV. Mm. Except not the right angle. And I would be hovering over, <laughs> breaking my back. And so I thought, this needs to just be on the ceiling. Mm. Positioned in such a way that it's going to automatically position them so that I can see what I'm doing. Right. So that's where that idea came about. And I think also being able to zone out mm-hmm. and not focus or hear yeah. the drill or any of... I mean, I'm sure you can still hear some of the noises, but it allows you to pay attention to what you're watching yeah. mm-hmm. and not pay attention to what we're doing. And you yeah. blink and it's been an hour and you've watched whatever. Um, I, I tend to go to sleep during an exam, but... Oh. Very few people that fall asleep during <laughs> dental treatment. Uh, so it's incredible that you're one of them. That means you're either really comfortable or really exhausted. I think it's, it's like because I'm really tired <laughs> and the minute I'm lying down, my body's like, okay, that's a sign. <laughs> exactly. Um, but no, I mean, before I had Nico, for sure, I would binge watch so many things. And now it's really rare. Although I did not that long ago get into The Handmaid's Tale. And that's like... Yeah, one of my favorite really? shows. Oh my god, mm-hmm. I have such a love hate. Mm-hmm. I, in the sense that it just it gives me such anxiety. Yeah, but I I'm hanging on to every single episode. Yeah. Like I, yeah, but no, not even. I mean, I have a list of movies at some point. My brother's really good with movie recommendations, and so and he likes a lot of kind of obscure. Uh, beautifully you know cinema the cinematography is really beautiful Mm -hmm. and he's a fashion designer so okay he just looks at things in a very different way so i feel like if he tells me to watch something i'll watch it Mm -hmm. or documentaries i like watching documentaries but that's about it if i choose to do something now it's sleep (laughs) (laughs) which even when i have the opportunity to i still find myself working Mm -hmm. i can't stop thinking about how, how can I make things better? Mm-hmm. And ha- I'm always, you know, the whole process, like, and even for the team, I feel, I feel like that's really important too. I mm-hmm. want everyone to want, that was part of the, you know, the idea behind having a beautiful space is I, I have to come in every day. Mm-hmm. Also for the next 20 you years, want I nice want it to be comfortable. Yeah. I want it to look nice. I want it to smell nice. I mm-hmm. want all of those things too. Mm-hmm. And I, and I think the staff, the staff really, and the team really appreciates mm-hmm. it also. Yeah. There's a whole fully functioning kitchen in the basement so that nobody feels like they have to eat lunch in a tiny mm-hmm. cramped lunchroom that has, you know, your lunch with a bunch of dental supplies in the fridge mm-hmm. also, which happens at a lot of offices. Like yeah. I want our own space. There's a bathroom with a shower down there. I had these, imagine I had these visions of like, Going to a yoga class in the morning and then biking over to the yeah, office right. and yeah. showering and get. It's fine. It has happening. not happened <laughs> once, but maybe one day. Yeah. Maybe one day. It's there if I need it. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on the Brennan's Feet. Oh, thank you. It's been incredible. If you like today's show, as always, please subscribe, rate, and review. I'd also love to continue the conversation with you on social media, so please visit us on Instagram or Facebook. I'll be back in a week with a new guest. Thank you for listening to The Brightest Female.